Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm super excited. We're going to be talking about something that's very important to me as a man. It's also going to be important to you as a guy uh, who listens to my podcast, watches my videos, etc. And that is this idea of what we call victim energy. Victim energy. So I will define what that is as we go along. But what I want to do is I want to start you in a place uh, mentally so that you can follow along in this journey because for you this might not be something you're normally talking about right like guys aren't like digging ditches and talking about hey are you acting like a victim today or man you're such a whatever right like most guys are like oh you're being a little bitch oh you're being a little this or oh you're being a little that so I'm sure you're going to start to understand what I mean when I talk about the idea of victim energy uh, so don't worry you'll be able to follow along look one of my favorite types of movies are movies about civil war, revolutionary war, pretty much war. Uh, not that I want to go fight in a war, but I feel those war movies and it just does something to me, right? Like when you're watching The Patriot or when you're watching Braveheart or when you're watching Black Hawk Down or when you're watching any of those types of movies, it just does something to a man. It just like reaches in and is like, fuck yeah, I know exactly what that feels like. Or I want to be that guy. I want to be William Wallace. I want to be Gladiator. I want to be the patriot that stands up to the British army and takes them down and, and does all that shit. Like, I want to be that guy. And so in the midst of those battles, what's what what is always happening, right, is like you see death all around. You see guys who've been shot up and, and can barely move. You see guys who, who their legs are cut and, and, and just craziness, right? And they always have those scenes where the guy's being worked on in the medical tent and they got these saws out where they're just like sawing off legs. I mean, it's super gross. Or they, they have the, you know, the guys where they've got bullets in them and they're trying to like squeeze the bullets out or like like they've opened up the wound and they're sticking the needle nose pliers in there and trying to pull the bullets out and and you look at that and you're like oh my gosh it's it's disgusting it's it's gross and it's like but man this was the shit these guys had to go through like i couldn't imagine being shot like that and having bullets inside of you and and then having some surgeon have to open me up more and, and take that out it seems painful it looks painful it looks like something that's not very comfortable i couldn't imagine the surgeon saying hey your leg is gone we're gonna have to saw it off that looks like it would fucking hurt but why do they do that like imagine if these guys didn't do those things imagine if they didn't go to that surgeon what would happen well the bullets would stay in their body and it would poison them. It would poison their blood and they would die. Why did they Why did they have to cut off legs and arms? Because they would get gangrene, which would cause infections. It could go all in your body and, and create all kinds of disgusting. You could die of those things. So surgery was super important. Surgery meant the difference between life and death, no matter what. Right. And so these guys had to go through surgery. They had to 
open the wound up and allow those bullets to be taken out of their body. They had to allow their legs to be cut off so that they could be whole. Even though they were missing a leg, they were still alive, right? And, and, and their leg wasn't killing the rest of them. Guys, I see this all the time. I talk to men all the time who are like those injured army vets or guys that have been fighting in war. You've been shot, you've been, you've been maimed, you've been hurt in your relationships, in life, period. But here's what happens. If you don't go to surgery, if you don't take care of those things, you will die. Emotionally, you will die. And some people physically will die from these things. For example, we talked about the idea of bullets hitting us. Words are powerful. The things that our wives do or say to us are powerful. And if we don't deal with that, imagine what that looks like. Imagine with me for a second, somebody getting shot with bullets. And instead of having those bullets removed, they go, you know what? I'm going to get some duct tape. I'm going to take that duct tape because I'm a do-it-yourselfer and I'm good at fixing myself and I'm going to cover those wounds. I'm going to cover each bullet wound with duct tape. Now, how silly would that be? And how long would that guy live? Maybe he'll live uh, a couple days. Maybe he'll live a couple months. I don't know. But eventually he would die internally from those wounds because he didn't go through surgery to have them removed. So this is what I see a lot of. I see this from guys who are operating from a place of what I call victim energy. They've been shot, they've been wounded, they've been hurt. They come on a call with our team, they come in this group, they come on my podcast, whatever. And they're like, she, 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 she did this. She did that. All these bad things happen. I don't have any money. I can't make money. I can't do this. I can't do that. My kids don't respect me. Blah, 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 blah. Who the fuck cares? I, I tell guys all the time, I don't care what your wife has done to you. It's not that I don't care about you as a man, but I don't care what she's done. What I care about is what you're going to do with what she's done. What I care about is, are you going to develop the skill to leverage your tears into an ROI, into a return on your investment? Are you going to get a return on investment on your tears? The investment of your tears deserve a return. And will you go and get that? Most guys don't. Most guys, they're like, you know what? I got this. I'm good. I'm just going to put some duct tape on me. I'll stop bleeding eventually and I'll be fine because I don't want to go through surgery because surgery looks fucking painful. They look fucking painful and I don't want anything to do with it. So here's how that manifests emotionally. We talk about this idea of coping mechanisms, right? All of us learn them as children. When we experience pain, we develop coping mechanisms. For some of you, your coping mechanism might be anger. You might get angry and lash out and scream and yell and say, well, fuck you then. And I don't fucking need you and blah, blah, blah. And you just go off on people and you just yell at people. Others of you, it's drugs and alcohol. You abuse drugs, you abuse alcohol. Guy was talking to uh, the other day, said he had finally stopped smoking weed for six months and he, and he like got over his shit. Uh, one of my clients said that on our, on our call the other day, he said, I stopped smoking weed when all this went down. And I was able to finally get some clarity in my mind. Imagine that. 
because he stopped trying to use his coping mechanisms. Other guys use porn. Here's another big one, complaining. Complaining as a coping mechanism. She did this, she did that. She's the worst person in the world. She's a fucking whore, she's a fucking bitch, blah, 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 blah. All this stuff about how bad your wife is. Look, at the end of the day, who fucking married her? Who married her? You did. And therefore, you've got to deal with the consequences of that marriage. You have got to deal with the consequences of having children with someone who probably exhibited red flags. I was one of those guys. I married a woman who had red flags and I had to deal with the consequences of not paying attention to those red flags. Why? We allow sex. We allow our penis to get involved in making decisions for us. We allow that who we really love and oh, I'm so in love with her and all this shit get in the way with us making actual good decisions. And so we end up doing shit. So complaining is just a coping mechanism. You know what else is? Gossiping. Coming into groups like this and, and dropping the text of what she said. Oh, can you believe she's sleeping with our neighbor? Oh my gosh, can you believe she's doing all this? Look, guys don't need to hear all of that to help you make decisions for your life. They don't need to hear all of the bad shit your wife did. I don't need to look at your wife in a different way because of the way you're talking about her. That's not helping her. It's not helping you. So why the fuck are you doing it? Because it's a coping mechanism. And you know what another coping mechanism is? I see this all the time. Getting other people to sympathize with your wounds. It's where you walk up to a bunch of guys. Yeah, man, look at this uh, tape here. I got this one taped up. This is when she called me a, an asshole. And this is the one when she cheated on me. It's a big hole. I've got like 15 pieces of, of duct tape on. Here's the one when she left me. I've got a big piece of duct tape on this one. And we're like, oh, man, dude, I feel so sorry for you. Gosh, man, she did some of the worst shit. And, and guys, I'm not saying that we can't empathize with people. And I'm not saying we can't go, God, that sucks. And what you've been through is hard. What I am saying, though, is if you're trying to get sympathy from other people, it's because you're using it as a coping mechanism. You're not actually dealing with the pain. So victim energy is when you, as a man, decide to operate your life from an energy source that makes other people feel sorry for you. I'm going to say that again. It's when you operate, victim energy is when you operate your life from an energy source that makes other people feel sorry for you, that is blaming other people, that is, that is blaming circumstances, that is all these other things. So here's how it shows up. It shows up in scarcity, right? Scarcity, like fear, right? It, it means there's not enough. There's never going to be enough. Victim energy will show up. You'll see people who, who struggle with making ends meet, always blaming other people, always blaming the system, always blaming the president, always blaming this person, always blaming all these other people for their own situation because they don't know how to own their shit. They don't know how to take extreme ownership and become a man who says, you know what? If I don't make enough money to support my family, it's on me. If I don't make enough money to uh, to have the things, the house I want, it's not on the government. It's not on my neighbor. It's not on anybody else. It's on me. Guys, I lived that life for years. 
we were on food stamps for a good portion of my marriage, especially in the beginning, because I didn't own my shit. I blamed this. I blamed the economy. I blamed everyone else. Instead of looking at me and going, Mark, there's opportunities in front of you. You're just not taking them because you're afraid. And you're afraid to get out of your own way. You can't get out of your own way because you're a victim. And until you stop playing this victim card, life is always going to hurt. And life is always going to suck. And life is always going to feel like it's out to get you. That's another way it shows up. So if you're seeing these things, if you're seeing scarcity and fear, if you're seeing this thing that everybody's out to get you, like it's everybody else's fault, you are operating out of victim energy. If you constantly find yourself blaming your wife for your marriage problems, you are operating out of victim energy. If you constantly feel ashamed of what your wife did, of how she cheated, of how she wants to move out, all these things, if you're constantly feeling ashamed, you're operating out of victim energy. Guys, this is super important for you to get. It is extremely important for you to understand that if you can move from victim energy to empowered energy, your whole life will radically shift. 95 to 99% of the guys that join my group, they get on my podcast, they join my mailing list, all those guys, 95 to 99% of them are having some deep issues in their marriage or their relationship. Their wife has either cheated on them or it says they want out. That is the driving force of why most men come to hear my voice and hear the advice and the wisdom that I have for you. But let me tell you something. This situation with your wife or your girlfriend is just a microcosm of the bigger picture. Because the bigger picture is you're living out of victim energy. And a good portion, I'm not going to put a percentage of it, 90% of the time or 99% of the time. But a lot of you are in this situation, not because she cheated, but because you acted like a victim in your relationship. And you blamed her for stuff and you disconnected from her and you didn't engage with her. You were always afraid of her. Guys, this was me. I was super afraid of my ex-wife. I didn't know how to engage her. So what if she had a mental illness? So what if there were things that were wrong? So what if she cheated all these things? I did not show up. And I had to learn how to own my shit when it comes to those things. And I promised myself I will not be that guy in a future relationship. And so before I was ready to move into that next thing, that next relationship, I had to get to a place where I said, you know what? I can't play the victim anymore. I cannot play the victim. It doesn't matter how bad it was. And some of you know my de- the depth of my story. You know what I, was, what I went through. But I can't sit here and blame her and say, it's all her fault. The marriage is completely her fault. No, it's not. I contributed 50% to that marriage. Therefore, I contributed 50% at least to the failure of the marriage. Because to me, it is 50-50. She brings her side. I bring my side. She failed on her side. Definitely. Definitely. But I am the leader of this marriage. I am the leader of this relationship. And I failed ultimately. And that's on me. That's called extreme ownership. Great book, Jocko Wilnick. Great book to read. The idea that I will take responsibility for my actions, my decisions, how I led our marriage is super important. It's one of the number one things that our clients get out of working with us because they come to this place and they realize it doesn't matter what she, 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 she did. What matters is what you, 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 you fucking do. Let me say it again. It doesn't matter what she, 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 she did. What matters is what you fucking do, 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 do. Because it's about you. 
It's about who you are as a man, how you're going to show up. So how's this affecting you? What I see happen all the time when guys are operating out of victim energy is they can't make clear decisions. They, they can't make any clear decisions. They're all over the place. We talk to guys all the time. My team and I talk to on average 20 to 30 guys a week who are interested in coming into our program. And a lot of them just aren't ready. Emotionally, they are not prepared to do the work it takes to join the program. They can't make a clear decision. They, they, they stumble all over themselves. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like something I want to do, you know, and they, they're like, like a drug addict or something like, like, dude, what, what's the problem? Like, we're just talking about a do, you know, being a part of a program and things like that. And you mentioned money and, and, and like, they start freaking out because it's like, they don't know what to do because they're, they feel like a victim. I can't afford it. Or my wife would kill me. Or my attorney says no, or this is going to happen. Or what if I do it? And then she files for divorce. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They can't make clear decisions because they're still operating out of victim energy. Guys, we have to shift. We have to shift into empowered energy. You know how else it's affecting you right now? You're always blaming other people for your issues. You blame the government. You blame your wife. You blame your mom. You blame everyone. But do you want to look at you? Nah. It's easier that way. It's easier if I don't have to look at me. It's much easier if it's just everyone else's fault. And it's their fault that I don't have money. It's their fault that my wife hates me. It's their fault that uh, all this shit's happening to me. It's coronavirus's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Biden's fault. It's whoever fucking fault. Everybody's fault except me. Or you'll say, yeah, 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 it's all my fault. It's all my fault. And, and, and you'll try to take all the blame and you'll try to do all that. But it's like all lip service because you don't really actually believe that you're responsible. A lot of we, we, we talk to a lot of what I call people pleasers. Guys will tell you anything, tell you a story, man. They're always trying to sell me a story. Man, man, I'm telling you what, man. I want to join this program, man, and it's going to change my life. Okay, it's it's X amount of dollars. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, uh, well, uh, here's, here's the thing. Here's the story that happened, right? Everybody's got a fucking story. Everybody's got a fucking story, right? Because they don't want to own their shit. Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, if you don't have the funds for it, it's not on me. It's on you. It just means... You haven't been diligent enough in your finances to save or do whatever you got to do, or you don't solve a big enough problem to get paid whatever needs to be paid. That's not on me. That's on you. I'm not here for free help. I'm not a fucking, uh, you know, like charity. This isn't a nonprofit. That doesn't mean we don't have a nonprofit heart. That doesn't mean that we don't serve, but we are here to serve you at a high level to solve a higher uh, level problem. And so there is an investment that is required to be a part of that. And part of the reason is because if you don't invest and we give you some discount or some whatever, guys like that, they never work out. I've seen it. I've done a few of those and they don't work out because they don't actually hurt. It has to hurt. It has to be hard because growth and transformation is not fucking easy. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you can go get a bunch of free information. And you can try to manipulate your wife into staying and you can be, you know, cool guy, bulletproof guy or fire guy or wake up guy or whatever guy you want to be. And you can learn all the information you want to learn. But at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, what kind of man are you going to be? Are you going to be a kind of man who actually says and does what he believes 
and lives through it and, and goes through it no matter what, or you're going to be just a bullshitter and just bullshit everybody because you're operating out of fucking victim energy. Look, it's not your wife's fault you're here. What your wife has said or done to you is not your fault, right? It, or her fault, excuse me. The way she treated you usually is tied to the way and what you tolerated. I have this saying, a friend of mine, Jeremy Boone, came up with it and I always butcher it, but I say it like this. What you tolerate is what you promote. What you tolerate is what you promote. And so if you've been living a certain way and you've tolerated a certain way that your wife talked to you, certain boundaries that were not there, that you promoted that to her and you said, hey, it's okay. It's okay for you to do that. It's okay for you to treat me this way. It's okay for you to yell at me. It's okay for you to threaten divorce. It's okay for you to go sleep around. It's okay for you to do that because I've tolerated. I wasn't intentional enough. I didn't do the fucking hard work it takes. Guys, when, when that was happening, when I realized my wife was having an affair, when all that shit was happening, I had to look at myself and go, wait a second, what part was I not playing? Because you know what? There were plenty of parts I was not. I was not fully showing up. I was not fully connecting with her. I was doing my own thing. I was checking out. Doesn't mean that gives her a right to do what she did, but I definitely owned my shit in that piece. So guys, it's affecting you. It's totally affecting you. If you wanna shift into empowered energy, this is what you gotta do. I'm gonna talk about three different things you gotta do. If you wanna shift from victim energy to empowered energy. Number one, you gotta do the hard shit. Not everybody wants to go into surgery and have bullets taken out or legs cut off, but the sooner you do it, the quicker we can get it over with right? The quicker we can end this shit because you're allowing this thing to fester and fester and fester. And men are famous procrastinators. We procrastinate the fuck out of everything because let's be honest, we don't want to deal with it. Here's why men don't want to deal with it. We don't believe we have what it takes to deal with it. That's it. If, if, if you're a guy that's good with cars, right? This is a, I'm not a guy that's good with cars. If you're a guy that's good with cars and you know how to change oil and you look at that oil thing, you're gonna be like, oh shit, I need to change my oil. I'm gotta get an oil change. And you're gonna go get the oil stuff. You're gonna get under your car and you're gonna change that oil. A guy that doesn't know how to do that, he looks at that oil change and says, that seems hard. I don't wanna deal with that. Therefore, I'm not gonna deal with it. We'll just see how many miles I can go. And so we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. So finally the fucking check engine light goes on and says, hey asshole, can you fucking change my oil please? Because this is ridiculous. Why won't you change my oil? It's hard. In reality, obviously changing oil is not, right? We can pay somebody to do it. We don't have to procrastinate, but we do. We like procrastinating. We don't like doing the hard shit. I don't want to. There's plenty of times I'm like that. 5.30 in the morning and that alarm goes off and it's time to go to the gym. And my fucking trainer is already like, hey man, how's it going? You ready for today? Like, like kick my ass and stuff. Love you, Dave. Dave Bess, great trainer. Love him. But he's ready to go. He's been there since five o'clock in the morning, kicking ass, taking names, 
I get there at six for my for my one hour session. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, man, I don't feel like being here. I'm on the rollers stretching around. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. But like I have to get into that mindset of like, you know what? I got to do the hard shit. I want to live another 40, 50 years. And if I want to live another 40, 50 years, I've got to get in there. I've got to watch what I eat. I've got to change the way I do certain things. If I don't, I won't have that opportunity. Guys, it's the same thing for where you're at. If you don't do the hard shit, if you don't come to grips with where you're at in your life, you will not grow. You will be constantly a victim. You will constantly be blaming other people. You will constantly be coming at things from a place where you can't make clear decisions, always blaming other people, always looking at your wife, it's her fault, and you will never fucking grow. So the first thing, do the hard shit. Number two, know who you want to become and how you want to show up. This is one of my favorite questions because most guys don't know the answer. They're like, I don't know. Uh, I want to lose weight. I, I don't know. I Like, who do you want to become? What do you mean? Like, what kind of man do you want to be? Well, I kind of thought I already was. No, obviously you're not. Obviously you're not living up to who you thought you would become, right? As kids, what do we do? We dream about being Superman. We dream about being the Hulk. We dream about being somebody but a normal person, right? And as we get older, we kind of lose uh, touch with that. And we we basically go to this place of we're just normal Joes. Look, you're not a normal Joe. Something is inside of you that wants to come out. And it's a higher self. It is a powerful version of you. And so what we want to do is we want to tap into that. And the more clear you can get on who you want to become and how you want to show up and that powerful version of you, it changes everything. Guys, I cannot do what I do right now had I not moved from victim energy to empowerment energy. It's not like I woke up in the middle of, you know, birthing, being birthed, coming out of my mother's womb and said, I'm going to be an empowered man. And I'm going to show up for all these men and, and I'm going to teach them since the age of six years old how to be men. No, no, no. Fucking lived most of my life disempowered. Most of my life. I didn't want to do the hard shit. I didn't want to face the problems. I didn't want to, to, to look around and see what was really going on. I didn't want to have to file for divorce. I didn't want to have to do any of that stuff. But I looked at myself in the mirror and said, who do you want to become? I'm like, this isn't who I wanted to become. I don't like this version of myself. I don't like this guy who's constantly operating as a victim, who's a liar, who's a deceiver. I don't like that guy. That's not who I want to be. I want to be this guy. I want to be this guy who's there for his family, who, who shows up for his kids, even when they don't want to see him because they're teenagers and they don't always like him. I want to be the guy who takes his kid to practice, shows up on time, who's engaged with his kids. I, I want to be that, that father. Who do I want to be as a lover? I want to be the kind of man that when my woman talks to me, she isn't uh, scared to talk to me. I want to be the kind of man that when she comes to me, that she knows I'm going to empathize with her and I'm not going to tell her, no, she's wrong for feeling that way. I want to be the kind of man that has failures and says, this is where I failed. This is where I screwed up. I want to own that. That's the kind of man I want to become. And I want to keep ascending that because I'm never done. Dude, the second you stop growing is the second you stop living. The second you stop growing is the second you stop living. If some of you are just existing, you're just on this planet 
And then suddenly your wife says, I'm done with your ass because you don't do anything. You don't fucking care about me. You don't fucking care about anything. You just want to watch your damn sports, right? You just want to sit on your ass, do nothing. You go to work all day. You come back and you don't even engage with me. And, and you're like, oh shit. And you have these aha moments. Like I better change. But your changing is for her, not for you. That's what needs to shift. Guys, the focus needs to become on the process of becoming that man. That's the third thing you've got to do. If you want to shift into empowered energy, you got to do the hard shit. You got to know who you want to become and how you want to show up. And you've got to focus on the process of becoming that. The process, the process, the process. We talk about all the time in our VIP program. It's about the process. We may not be able to bring your wife back because no one can control her. But what we can do is focus on the type of man she wants to be with and become that guy and allow her to decide whether or not she wants to be with you. And even if you don't want to be with her, if you want to be with someone else or just in general, because at the end of the day, you can't escape you. I couldn't move on to another relationship until I was okay with me. And some of you are trying to do that even. You're contemplating, well, maybe, hey, she's dating someone else. Maybe I should go date someone else. Dude, like, stop for real. Like get by yourself, go sit in a room by yourself for a night or two nights, be by yourself, no other people, see how you do. If you can't do that, there's something wrong. That means you are codependent on people and you need people. I'm not saying we don't need people in general, we do, but you should be able to survive without people for a day. You should be able to get by without your wife or your girlfriend for a day. If not, I doubt it's love. I would call it codependency. So as I wrap, here's the thing. You've got to ask yourself these two questions, last two questions. Do you want to be transformed into the most powerful version of yourself possible? Or do you just want to feel better? The feel better version is just the crutch version. It's just the, it's the guy who's using the crutches, using the, you know, using the, the drugs, the alcohol, the coping mechanisms. That's the feel better guy. I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. As long as I have crutches, I'm good. You know, I broke my ankle, but I don't have to worry about healing it. I got crutches. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be a professional crutch walker. I don't, I don't need to be powerful. I'm just good with my crutches. I'm just happy. If that's you, hey, go for it. But I doubt it. I doubt it. 100% of you want to be the most powerful version of yourself possible. What you've got to start doing is believing that it is possible for you to become an empowered version of yourself. So if that's you, lean in, do the hard shit, know who you want to become and show up as and focus on the process of becoming. Let's go. Hey, if what you heard today really resonated with you and you want to connect with me, then here's what I want you to do. Pull out your phone right now and go to empoweredman.co slash group. That's empoweredman.co, not com, .co slash group. So you can join our free Facebook group and connect with me there. We also have a ton of free content and trainings in that group to help you when you join. So until then, this is Mark signing off on Empowered AF.